There's no hope for any of us outside of having faith in Christ Jesus alone. This tweet yesterday evening garnered a lot of reaction, mainly because a sitting U.S. congressman said it should be deleted. Plus, J.B. Pritzker is trying to upend the free speech rights of pro-life advocates in his state, and we look at one year of the Inflation Reduction Act. As the White House celebrates, we determine whether it's actually helped inflation. Today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. We'll get to the tweet from Lizzie Marbach in just a moment. We're so glad you're joining us here on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall flying solo on this Wednesday edition. It is Wednesday, August 16th, in the year of our Lord, 2023, 11.30. At the time of this recording, glad you are with us today. Let's go to the J.B. Pritzker story, story first, and we look to the Wall Street Journal editorial board for this discussion. Democrats are eager to make their states havens for abortion, and in Illinois, they're willing to violate free speech rights along the way. That's the finding of a federal judge who has enjoined a law to silence groups that run pregnancy help centers. Governor J.B. Pritzker, who for all intents and purposes is angling for a nomination in 2028 for his party's Uh, nomination for president, signed a law amending the state's Consumer Fraud and Deceptive Business Practices Act to sweep in pregnancy centers that counsel women against abortion. The law was drafted by Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul, regulating that anti-abortion groups on grounds they engage in, quote, deceptive business practices. So it's saying that those who run pro-life pregnancy centers are deceiving the public. What's to be deceived? Everyone knows what these pregnancy centers stand for. Everyone knows what it is they do. Everyone knows that a pro-life pregnancy center's aim, chief aim and goal is to see babies live and not die. That's not a shocking statement. It's not deceptive. It's not cruel. It's pretty well uh, established. Federal Judge Ian Johnston wrote in an August 4th order when he granted a preliminary injunction that the law is, quote, both stupid and and very likely unconstitutional. Now, that's pretty rare for a judge to use the word stupid when defining a piece of legislation. He wrote, quote, It is likely unconstitutional because it is a blatant example of government taking the side of whose speech is sanctionable and whose speech is immunized or protected. It is stupid because its own supporter admitted it was unneeded and had no evidence supporting its claims of deception. The speech of abortion providers is, quote, specifically excluded from being sanctioned under the Consumer Fraud Act. Regulating pregnancy centers for deceptive practices while exempting abortion providers is viewpoint discrimination. In Reed v. Town of Gilbert, the Supreme Court held that laws regulating speech based on content are presumptively unconstitutional and violate the First Amendment. The law was challenged by the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates and others, Uh, John Jansen, a project coordinator for Pro-Life Action League, submitted a FOIA request to the AG's office seeking information about what fraudulent or misleading conduct by pregnancy centers had prompted the AG's crackdown. His declaration to the court says that the FOIA found no patient had ever lodged a complaint with the AG's office against a pregnancy help ministry, much less for for a violation of the Consumer Fraud and Deceptive Business Practice Act. Do we see the problem? So, pro-life pregnancy centers are ruled to be deceptive and committing illegal actions based on this act. 
but abortion providers are exempt from it. If this is not a prime example of what's happening in states across the country, many in the United States felt that when Roe was overturned, everything was going to be fine, and that suddenly abortion was illegal. We know that's not the case. You can't assume anything. I think we've seen that in South Carolina. You can't just assume that everything is going to be okay. You can't just assume that life will continue on as normal because you have governors like Gavin Newsom and J.B. Pritzker who are hell-bent on making sure that people in their state have the ability to have abortion free from all restriction up until and probably after the point of birth and also that those who dissent and do not align with their viewpoint of morality should be forced to shut up, shouldn't be forced to speak, or should be forced to not speak, mind you, should be forced into the outer whales of society where they will not be heard from ever again, and if they try to speak up, will club them into submission. Mr. Pritzker is gaining a reputation as a hard-left culture warrior who is happy to silence political opponents. He told CNN that the law is, quote, just like the case against President Trump. You have a right to free speech, but you don't have a right to lie. But special counsel Jack Smith's indictment specifically says Mr. Trump has a right to lie. Mr. Pritzker apparently thinks that invoking the name of Trump is a justification to get away with saying or doing anything. Well, that's, that's part of the entire problem in the Democratic Party right now is that they believe that if I say the word Trump, that means you'll understand where I'm coming from, and it makes me totally right and totally just in what I do, even if that means violating the very free speech that the United States Constitution underlines in the First Amendment to it. Be on the lookout. Watch what these governors are doing in these states. What we're seeing is states across the country are going to have very different views on abortion. That's one thing. We're going to have very different laws on how you can interact with those within the sphere of trying to save babies' lives. It's important to keep an eye on. You know, the Republican Party for a long time has told folks that they're trying to bring a wide tent. And we're going to envelop everybody in the wide tent. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your inclination, your religion, your viewpoint. The Republicans cast a wide tent. Lizzie Marbach last night tweeted this. Now, Lizzie Marbach, who is this? Why is she important? She's a former Ohio GOP, RNC, and Trump 2020 campaign staffer. John 14, 6, by the way, I'm an elite with this, says, uh, says all we need to know about this. Lizzie Marbach tweeted last yesterday at 5.10 p.m., August 15th. There's no hope for any of us outside of having faith in Jesus Christ alone. Now, again, I believe this is well-founded in Scripture. I believe the gospel speaks very clearly to this. I believe that Jesus spoke very clearly to this in his earthly ministry. John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. Ready? No one comes to the Father but by me or except through me. Congressman Max Miller of Ohio's 7th District, he's a Republican, he's endorsed by President Trump, quoted the tweet and said, this is one of the most bigoted tweets I have ever seen. Delete it, Lizzie. Religious freedom in the United States applies to every religion. You have gone too far. Where, where is this coming from? 
Now, Max Miller did later have to apologize for this. He went on to say, I posted earlier that com- I posted something earlier that conveyed a message I did not intend. I will not h- try to hide my mistake or run from it. I sincerely apologize to Lizzie and everyone who read my post. Ilhan Omar even tweeted about this. No, stating the core beliefs or principles of your faith isn't bigoted as Lizzie did. It's religious freedom, and no one should be scolded for that. It's also wrong to speak about religious freedom while simultaneously harassing people who freely express their beliefs. Ilhan Omar? When when you're on the when when Ilhan Omar's right and you're wrong, you know we have a problem. Now Max Miller is is an is an is a devout Jewish male. I get that. And I don't have any problem with that. I do, however, believe that Lizzie Marbach has the correct inclination here and the correct exegesis of the passage in that Jesus Christ is the only way, and without him you don't have any hope. You might think you do. You might think you do. I believe it's Second Chronicles. One of the kings sees one of the pagan nations. It seems like everything's going hunky-dory for them. Nothing bad happening to them, so we're going to worship their god. Seems to be working out for them. It led to destruction. Why? Because in the temporal, in the current, it seems like this is the way to go, but shockingly, it is not. So my advice to you, Christian, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you're going to get pushback. When you quote Scripture and when you quote the words of Christ, this is not the He gets us thing. Because the He gets us thing is deeply steeped in social justice warriorship and, and critical thinking. But we should think critically about the Scriptures. And the Scriptures tell us, and Christ tells us in John 14, 6, that He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. John 1, 1 talks about Jesus being the Word, and the Word becoming flesh, the Word, the Logos. All knowledge wrapped into this one person. Everything you ever need to know. This one person, there's no hope beyond that. And we all know that. I think deep down we all know something about that. Whether you're a Christian or not, you know there's something more than the world has to offer in in. In ancient Roman culture, there were temples to several gods, and there was even a temple dedicated to the unknown god. So even even in the most polytheistic, pagan, secular worldviews, there is this innate knowledge that there is something more, that there is something deeper. And I think there's a longing in all of us to be connected to that. And I think where many, many world religions go astray is they don't realize that it is only found in Christ, the Son of God himself, coming to this earth, giving himself as propitiation for our sins, cleansing us from all unrighteousness. Now we can be the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Be careful. It's not about political party. You shouldn't define yourself by the fact that you are red or blue, Republican or Democrat, even conservative or liberal. You're first identification marker should be Christ. That should then inform everything else that flows. But ultimately, your identity is in Christ. It's not in a political party. It's not in a political ideology. Tough transition here, but today marks one year of the Inflation Reduction Act. That's right. 
one year ago today, signed the Inflation Reduction Act, signature climate, health care, and tax law signed by President Joe Biden. They're planning a White House event this afternoon to celebrate a year of the plan. The White House, this a story from the AP, the White House is on a sprint to connect what they say is a popular economic agenda with an unpopular incumbent president. As polls show, a majority of voters consistently disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy. The inflation rate has cooled over the past year to a more manageable 3.2% annually, while job growth has stayed solid and the economy has avoided the recession. That's debatable because, again, remember, inflation is marked as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. We already had that. Now, we will see that the inflation number is down to 3.2%, and I will give you that. However, there are two markers that I want to look at. Number one, that's discounting food and energy, which are the two most volatile examples of inflation. Also, since President Biden took over, in January of 2021, when President Joe Biden came into office, the inflation rate was 1.4%. In June of 2021, it was 5.39%. In December of that same year, it was 7.04%. So in the matter of a calendar year, the inflation rate rose 6 percentage points. Fast forward, June of 2022, 9.06 inflation rate. We've seen that number drop now to 3.18. So... Let me just let me just lay this out for you. This is like how do you even categorize this? You have a huge you have a huge number of traffic deaths in 2021. Now, you know what? That's too gruesome of a that's too gruesome of a of a number. You go into the kitchen, more benign. You go into the kitchen, and there is a little bit of milk spilled on the kitchen counter. You then take the milk carton and pour it completely onto the table. And then you clean up half of it. And someone else walks into the kitchen and say, Oh my gosh, why didn't you clean up this mess? And you say, Well, I cleaned up what I spilled. No, you didn't. You only cleaned up half of it. When President Biden entered into office, the inflation rate was 1.4. Artificially speaking, that number was going to probably rise anyway. You exponentially created a bigger problem by pumping more money into the economy. Now, the inflation rate in the matter of a year has dropped six percentage points disregarding food and energy. That's true. But it was still insanely high. So it's not like you dropped it over the course of time. No, it rose, and now you're trying to bring it back down. Call me when the inflation rate's 1.4% again. On top of that, the U.S. credit rating has already been downgraded from 3A by Fitch to AA+, meaning the ability of a borrower to pay back debt against the possibility of default our credit rating as a country is changing and is dropping because we're spending more money than has ever been known to God or man. We're not paying off our debts. On top of that, there are new numbers out 
showing us the average debt ratio for households. The total household debt of Americans in quarter one of this year was $17 trillion. That's more than the GDP of every nation except for like 17 of them. The average household debt in 2022, the average American household had nearly $102,000 in total household debt. Total credit card debt from Q1, $986 billion. The average revolving credit card balance, the average amount of money you owe on a credit card if you're an American citizen is right at $6,000. The average mortgage payment in 2019 was $1,487. The average mortgage debt in 2022 was $236,000. The total mortgage debt in Q1 of this year was $12.04 trillion. Total auto loan debt, $1.56 trillion. The average auto loan debt, the average American is paying about $22,600 monthly or over the course of time in a monthly payment to cover an auto loan. Personal loans. In 2022, the average personal loan debt was over $18,000 per individual. And the average monthly used car payment in the final quarter of 2022, used car, was or $526 a month. What we're seeing is Americans aren't able to make ends meet month to month. Because of food prices, because of gas prices, because of stagnating wages, increased cost of goods. Wages are not keeping up with the cost of living. Because while the inflation rate may appear down, we're still not there yet. Because we're pumping money like it's never been seen before. By the way, I'm not saying you should spread the wealth. I'm not saying that you should take a bunch of money and give it to the American people just for funsies. We did that. We saw how it worked. I will say that allocating $113 billion to a foreign country when things are awful here economically could pose a problem. Americans are stretched. Americans are stretched very thin in the pocketbook and in the wallet. So you're going to hear the president today come out and tout how great of a job the Inflation Reduction Act has done. But I'll point you to this. It hasn't done the job he's telling you. This piece of legislation has not made life better for Americans. It's made life worse, or at the very most positive, it hasn't done anything different. It's kept things status quo. When we're looking at issues like this, we have to remember that we need to look at things from a biblical worldview, being good stewards of what God has blessed us with. And understandably, Americans are struggling month to month. Most Americans are a $400 unexpected expense away from not knowing what's going to happen next. The determination is, do I pay the student loan debt back that's coming due again in October, or do I pay for food? (laughs) Or do I pay for groceries? Or do I pay for gas? Or... You name it. We have to get back to basic mathematics, basic economics, 
we have to get back to actually spending the U.S. tax dollar where it needs to go and for what it needs to accomplish. Currently, we're not doing that. And by we, I mean the President of the United States. I mean Congress. All of them. A whole lot of them. We have to be better with our money. We have to be better at proclaiming the gospel. We have to be unafraid, unashamed of the gospel. And we need to be aware that our very right to speak is currently being undermined at every single level. And I don't mean to be an alarmist, and trust me, I'm not. But when a sitting governor of a state says that pro-life organizations are trafficking in lies. Lies about what, sir? Lies about what, Mr. Governor? That a baby is a baby? That a human life deserves dignity and value and the opportunity to be lived? We have serious, serious issues facing us as both as Christians and as Americans right now. There are serious issues. Wide-ranging issues. And it's up to us to shed light on those issues. It's up to us to accurately and intelligently and winsomely explain these issues and explain the solutions. Don't just talk about the problem. Find solutions. Find solutions. That's all the time we have today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. If you want to get involved with us, you can do so. Visit palmettofamily.org. Sign up for our email newsletter. You can also invest in the work that we do at Palmetto Family. I encourage you to do that as well. Without your faithful investment, we can't do this. We can't do these things uh, that you want us to do and the things that are required of us to do, to stand for family values in South Carolina and across the country. And so if you have missed any parts of the show, make sure to go back and listen to those on the podcast version of the show. You can do that by going to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. I've been Palmetto Family Matters Show. It's there. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know what you think about the show. If you're on social media, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it this week. Make sure to like and share this video on YouTube, on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube page. We'd appreciate it. And again, make significant impact. Speak into these issues. Because there's a lot facing us. And sometimes it might feel like there's no hope. But I promise you, there is hope. And there's hope only in Christ. Thanks for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. For Mitch Prosser, our entire staff at Palmetto Family, I'm Justin Hall. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.